All right, so Emily and I are in one of our studios at KUER, and we're going to take one of these quizzes from the Better Utah Institute. And we're looking at their Civic Engagement Toolkit. Better Utah Institute is an organization that's focused on civic engagement and good governance. So basically, they want people to be informed and involved. I think we're going to do the what kind of advocate are you. All right, let's try it. Clickety-click. We're taking this kind of BuzzFeed style quiz because this episode of State Street is all about how to get involved in the political process. I'm Sonia Hudson. And I'm Emily Means. And this is actually the last episode of the first season of State Street. Sonia, can you believe it? So sad. And for this last episode, we thought we would leave you with some helpful tips. Something you can use no matter your political persuasion. We're going to talk to someone who lives in Utah and wants to get involved, but he isn't quite sure where to start. Then we'll hear from someone else who was like him a few years ago, but has been teaching herself and others how to make their voices heard. All right, let's dive in. All right, first question is, as a child, were you called shy or quiet? No. No. You've just met someone new. What's their first impression of you? Are you outgoing, talkative, and friendly, or are you quiet, reserved, and calm? Gee, Emily, I just what really do you, don't know. What, what do you are think? We? What do you think? I think we're probably um, outgoing, talkative, and friendly. Yeah, I'd say that's a safe bet. All right. How do It's kind of interesting. Okay, what did you get, Sonia? I got, you are a campaigner. You are a bridge builder. You are an extrovert. All right, let me tell you what I got. You are a champion, which is really fun to hear. (laughs) You are a champion, (laughs) Emily. You You are a champion. You are a barnstormer. And you're an ambivert. And that means I'm comfortable chatting up people at the Capitol. But I'm also happy to just sit at home alone, eating ice cream and watching Netflix. Oh, there's also some ways to advocate, like tips down on the bottom based on the result. Have a discussion with someone who doesn't share your political views. Call or email your elected officials. Vote. Encourage others to vote. Go door to door working in support of an issue or politician. So those are just some ways you could participate if you wanted to. But, you know, if you hadn't taken the quiz or listened to this podcast, you might not know about all those options. Like Dominic Bolden. There's an issue of like, well, how do I get started? What do I do? Dominic moved to Salt Lake City from Minnesota about three years ago, Sonia. I actually met him last year because I profiled him as a voter for the 2020 election. Dominic works in tech. He's really outgoing. And he's also really informed about national issues. He does vote, but he says besides that, he hasn't really been as involved as he wants to be in politics. And actually, it was a candidate in Minnesota who was running for the state legislature who really sparked that feeling in him. I was a fresh college grad just hanging out after work one day at my apartment, and I got a knock on my door. I'm like, who the heck is that? And this lady walks in very down to, not walks in, we stood in the hallway, but very down-to-earth lady running for the House of Representatives in Minnesota called Kelly Moeller. And I had never had someone approach me like that, so I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll hear you out. 
He says it really impressed him that she came to his neighborhood, which at the time he said he was living in not a very wealthy neighborhood. And she walked up to his apartment all the way to the top floor. So she had probably been through the whole apartment complex already. And she took the time to actually talk with him. That really motivated me to vote in the primaries that year. I don't remember who I voted for that year, you know, certain different politicians. I know I looked up her and voted for her. But I just remember I was like, this is going to motivate me to, like, get involved. Emily, what has Dominic done since he moved to Utah? Well, he says he voted in the 2020 presidential election, and he also went to some protests. I was at the Black Lives Matter protests last June. As a black man from Minneapolis, I'm very passionate about that particular issue. So when I saw that was happening, I was, of course, there. But he wants to do a lot more. The problem is he just really doesn't know how. What do I do? Do I call up someone to have a lunch with them to tell them my concerns? Do I just try to go to someone's office, mail a letter? So there's the how do I get involved? But there's also a question for him about whether what he has to say will even have an impact. Like when Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, that was something that got Dominic really fired up. He didn't want them to try to fill her seat. So he did try to make his voice heard. You know, I sent a petition, emailed senators' offices, and it was just a blanket, we don't care. Did you email Senator Mitt Romney or Senator Mike Lee about it? Romney, yeah. And, you know, I got back, I think it's like an automated reply, like, oh, thank you for your concern. We are committed to, you know, doing whatever. And it's like... This is automated, and I know I can't expect too much from a senator, like a one-on-one reply, but it certainly sucks. It still made me feel like, well, no one cares. Yeah, I feel like that's really discouraging for a lot of people. You know, this feeling that what they say won't make a difference, so why bother getting involved at all? And obviously, I can't speak to whether Romney really considered Dominic's comments or even read them. But I will say you might have a lot more luck actually getting a response with your state and local representatives, just purely because they have way fewer constituents. Yeah, I think that's fair. But to do that, you need to know how, which is... (laughs) exactly what Dominic says he's having a hard time navigating. Like, literally, how do you reach these people, Sonia? And there's a lot to the state legislative process that most people don't know about. Even if you read all the legislative rules and guides that they have published on the website, there's some stuff that only insiders would know just from being in that world. When I talked to Republican State Senator Todd Weiler for our episode about how the 45-day legislative session works, he described a really good example of this. What, what happens is a lot of people find out something's about to happen and then they want to engage. And what I'm saying is they think that we're at stage one and we're actually just about to finish the project. That doesn't mean we're not transparent. That doesn't mean we're not open. It just means like, if you want to be part of the process, you need to understand the process and you need to engage at the appropriate times. I'm not saying that you can't engage at the end. I'm just saying it may be too late at that stage. Sonia, I actually played what Todd Weiler had to say for Dominic. And here's what he said. I get it. If people want to be involved, it's their responsibility, but you have to make it easy for people. I believe that we should make being involved in politics as easy as possible for citizens. Interesting. That's kind of what we've been trying to do this season of State Street, right? I think so. Making politics easy for people. 
I did ask Todd what would a potential solution to people not understanding that be? You know, should the legislature or lawmakers be better advertising how the system works? You know, um, the legislature doesn't have its own PR firm, and maybe we need one because we're horrible at messaging. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hear from someone who's gotten involved over the past few years and learned just how much there is to know about the legislative process. You're listening to State Street. KUER is proud to be a listener-supported public radio station. We'd like to thank our community of more than 10,000 sustainers who make a monthly contribution to the station, starting at just $5 a month. Because of your support, all the news, stories, and conversations that you hear are independent, calm, and commercial-free. If something you heard on KUER made a difference to you recently, become a new sustainer or increase your existing pledge at KUER.org donate. You're listening to State Street. I'm Emily Means. And I'm Sonia Hudson. Dominic is still in the early stages of his civic engagement journey. I talked to someone who says she's just a few steps ahead of him. Susie Felch Malohifo is the CEO of Pacific Island Knowledge to Action Resources, or PICTAR. She's also on the KUER Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Board. The areas that I am passionate about, I would get involved. Over the past six years, Susie's been involved in advocacy work with the arts, domestic violence, and the Pacific Islander community. Early on, Susie was really excited about working up on the Hill. But then about two years ago, she came to the conclusion that the funding she was advocating for wasn't actually coming back to help her community. One day, I realized that my community wasn't actually benefiting, that other people were benefiting, and other communities and mainstream was benefiting from my work and my brown face and for my voice. And so I stopped. But after a while, she decided to return to advocacy work and teach herself more about the nitty gritty of the process. I don't think that I understand them completely, honestly, but I do know the process of how a bill is made. I know how do you find out who's on what committee, who are you going to be in front of, and how to make, you know, community comments And now Susie is teaching other people what she's learned by walking them physically through the process. Susie's husband set up this group of young men to advocate for funding for domestic violence services. The first step was a training with the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition where they learned some talking points about the issue. Then she took them up to the Capitol to talk to the lawmakers that represented them. They went and stood outside the entrance to the Senate chambers. You have to find the people that sit at the table with the slips of paper. And then you have to put down who it is you want to see, who you are, and then you give it to them. And apparently they go on the floor. The runner goes and gives it to them. And then they come out of the room. Yeah, during a normal non-COVID session, there are dozens of people outside the Senate and House chambers just trying to talk to lawmakers for a quality 30 seconds of lobbying. It's really not a lot of time to talk. Sometimes it can feel a little bit like a zoo outside those chambers, especially towards the end of the session. But, you know, Susie and this group of young Pacific Islander men gave it a go. 
it was very convenient because when I said this is who we're looking for, they were very tall, like six four. They could see over who was coming out of the door, and they're like, "We think this is the guy. Is that the guy, Susie?" And I'd say yes, and then they just made like a football line. And said, nobody's getting in here. You'd show us who it is and we'll encircle the guy. And then, you know, I'd worked with the men to say, you know, I'm one of your constituents. I live at this address. So they talked to a senator and Susie says he was really impressed. And I got to say, I love this image that I have in my head of these really tall guys just kind of like towering over everyone, standing in formation. Listen, there's no way you can ignore that as a legislator. You can't. You can't. You got to pay attention. It's a good strategy. So did all of their hard work pay off? Susie says it did. She says they got the senator to vote for it. But, you know, just even talking to him outside the chamber was a really big moment for those men and for Susie. And I have pictures, actually. I wanted them to see themselves there because it's a big deal for them to be in a space that not usually is comfortable for people of color to go to and minoritize communities that, you know, you don't really know if you're really wanted or accepted in those types of spaces. And so it was really important to me to like, we belong here just like everybody else does. Susie says it's really important for people of color to feel like they belong at the Capitol. So sometimes she'll take people on tours of the building just as a kind of very, very early first step to them getting involved. And when she does this, she takes them by Attorney General Sean Reyes's office because he's a Pacific Islander and she wants to show them that Pacific Islanders belong there. They belong in politics. They belong in the Capitol. This reminds me a lot of our last episode, Sonia, Mm -hmm. when we were talking about who gets to be a politician, where Priscilla Martinez, who's running for city council in Ogden, says something that holds some women of color back from actually running for office is that they just don't see role models that look like them doing that work. Exactly. Same thing with public participation. Okay, what does Susie recommend for someone like Dominic, who doesn't necessarily have someone like Susie to show him the ropes? I asked Susie for a step-by-step guide for beginners. First of all, you need to find out who your representative is. Find out who your senator and your house representative, and then get to know them. Make an appointment with them. Email them, right? Go in and say, this is who I am. I'm one of your constituents, and these are the issues that are an issue for me. That's the first thing I'd say. Build that relationship. And those relationships really come in handy down the line when there's a bill you want to talk to them about. Right, exactly. So what's step two, Sonia? Step two is look at their voting record. Then I would say look at the things that you're passionate about or look at how your senator and your House representative has voted on things. And if they align with what you want... And if you don't, let them know that. Susie says it's also important to make connections with legislators that might not represent you geographically, but work on issues that you care about. But whatever it is that you're passionate about that makes you want to be involved, find out who are your, I guess, your champions that are in legislation and build that relationship with them. Let them know what's important to you. And then you figure out the organizations that are doing the work that you are passionate about and get involved with them. 
from there, you can do any number of things with that organization or on your own, you know, testifying committee hearings, continue meeting with lawmakers, work on recruiting other people to be involved. You could do research. Really, you don't need to reinvent the wheel because there are most likely people who are already working on issues that you care about. So it's like a work smarter, not harder situation, (laughs) Sonia. You can join forces with people and they can help you get started. I should note, we're going to have Susie's step-by-step guide in the episode notes. If you want to reference that, that's where they are. Okay, we've talked about lots of ways to get involved. Susie took us through the actual steps. But let's get back to one of Dominic's questions. Why should I bother to do this if it won't matter? So certainly sometimes it feels that way, that my voice isn't heard. That's a fair question, especially considering everything we've talked about during this season, right? The lack of diversity in elected office, how the 45-day session is so fast and a lot of work happens behind the scenes. The GOP supermajority, where lawmakers don't even need the full support of their own party to get things passed. This idea that not everyone is even invited to the table anyway when it comes to the Utah way. And even the political history that brought us here, that everything has stayed mostly the same over the past three decades. I asked Susie whether any of the work she's put into making relationships and educating herself about the process, whether that makes a difference. And she very emphatically said, Oh, yeah. People see your face hear your passion and your motivation. If you care enough to do that, that means that people should listen to you. That does it for this episode and this season of State Street. I'm Sonia Hudson. And I'm Emily Means. The team includes Caroline Ballard, Elaine Clark, Chelsea Naughton, Roddy Nickpour, and Palak Jaiswal. State Street is a production of KUER. We had so much fun making this season, and we hope you had fun listening. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. If you liked what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening. We'll be back in January to cover the legislative session, and maybe we'll see you up on the hill. Oh, this is funny. They have a quiz about relationship problems with your lawmakers and (laughs) advice on improving communication between you and your elected officials. Well, this is kind of like political love languages. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, should you ask your lawmakers, like, okay, this is my, like, civic engagement love language. What's yours? From KUER. 